right. For all of our new guests here today, just to give you a bit of context, we could do giving in the barrels up here. Uh, we don't worship barrels. We're not all up here giving homage to barrels. Uh, we just found that during COVID, it's really cool for families to kind of gather around the giving spot and give together and increase our faith together. And, and many of our families do it in, in their seat online. But I just wanted to clarify, these are just simply containers. They have no special powers. Man, today's a good day to renew my mind, encourage my soul, align with truth, and walk in faith. Amen. I am excited about today. Today has already been wonderful. We really could just go to lunch and call it a church day, but not yet, because I have a couple words that I want to share. Um, and that's literally, I'm, I'm preaching two messages today. Uh, so sit in. Make yourself comfortable. Most of you are fasting, so you've got nowhere to go anyway after this. Uh, we are on the tail end of a seven-day fast, and it ends tonight at sundown. My wife will be making cookies around 7 p.m. if anyone wants to swing over. Really, we've made that deal. Um, many of you are looking thinner. Skin looks clearer. Many of you are smiling. I've not seen you smile in ages. This is great. Fasting looks good on you. Um, you know, weird stuff happens on a fast. I don't care if it's a 24-hour fast. By, by the way, I know that many of our families are going into their fast starting tonight at sundown. So not everyone has fasted. We've got a few that were on vacation, and it just didn't work with their work schedule. So um, that's okay. They're joining us. And maybe you just didn't get the memo. Maybe you missed the last couple of weeks and you didn't get the memo. Maybe you can start that today. We're going to be talking about fasting some more today. But weird things. If you've not fasted and you're about to, let me just give you a heads up. Weird things happen when you fast. Out of nowhere, your stingy boss will offer all you can eat in the lunchroom. Hadn't done it in years, and the week you're fasting, they suddenly do. You know, or, or great deals at your favorite restaurant or a group on somewhere that you're like, oh my gosh, this is the place I've got to go to. I mean, Round Rock Donuts can show up in some strange places when you're fasting. So I'm just giving you a heads up. Uh, continue to do what the Lord has called you to do. I'm on day seven, carries on day seven. And listen, it's never a convenient time to fast. You will never find a slice of time in your life where you feel like, okay, now's a good time to fast. Because even if externally it looks like a good time to fast, the moment you say yes to that journey, all hell is going to break loose. I've talked to a number of you in our congregation that have been fasting this week, and there has just been this assault on you from the enemy that you're not good enough, you're not effective, you're not making a difference. All of these lies from the enemy have just out of nowhere begun to surface for so many. How many of you that have been fasting this week can say, yes, I've noticed an increase in the enemy's attempts to get to me this week? Okay, good. Many of us. It's true. It happens. It happens. I told you last week, the moment you say yes to fasting, you are instantly on the enemy's radar. You become a threat, a bigger threat than you already, already are. I, I love intermittent fasting. 
I've done that for a number of years now. I love the science of it. It's good for your body. It can become an addiction. It can become addicting because once you kind of master the skill of it, I'm talking about fasting for your health for a moment, not the spiritual kind of fasting. But I've gotten so so good at fasting intermittently. I've lost 60 pounds over the last, I don't know, year, primarily because of intermittent fasting. And I, it saved my life. It saved my body. But fasting for Jesus is a whole other issue. This week, I mean, the fasting that I've done this week for Jesus, I've just encountered so many more temptations than I ever did when I was trying to lose body fat. I mean, I'm not even really a candy kind of guy, but my wife and I went to the outlets in San Marcos yesterday, and every display of overpriced candy for an outlet store, nonetheless, I stood there and got mesmerized by these little red fish that I don't even eat this stuff. I just had to, Rhonda had to break it over my life. I'm like, Carrie, look, bless my spirit right now. Bless my spirit. I'm feeling attacked by these red fish. I love intermittent fasting. It's beneficial for our health. It lowers our insulin. It breaks cravings and addictions. Um, it results in weight loss. There's so many benefits to intermittent fasting, not on the spiritual side of things. If you ever want to talk health, I'm your guy. I love it. I, I'm not the master of it, but I know enough and I don't do enough that I know that I could give you some good advice that it might work for you if you actually follow it. But I'm your guy if you want to talk about fasting. But when the Spirit of God leads you to fast, everything changes. Mm. There's more than health benefits. It's more than just about insulin or weight loss or mental clarity or relieving anxiety and depression. All the benefits that we see in the physical realm, suddenly it like shifts from second gear down to seventh gear in a five gear car. Do you know what I mean? Something shifts in the atmosphere when you say yes to fasting. Fast in Hebrew, by the way. I heard someone this week say, it's really named the wrong thing. There is nothing fast about a fast. It is the slowest week or two weeks or 21 days you will ever have. But fast in Hebrew means shut the mouth or cover the mouth. Shut the mouth or cover the mouth. And I want to give to you after we pray and invite Holy Spirit in into our learning today. I want to give you seven or eight spiritual benefits to fasting. I'm going to move really quick. And if you need notes, I filled in part of the blanks for you. If you need notes, raise your hand. Our worship post will get you notes. If you need pens, raise your hand. Our worship post will get you pens. Uh, but we're going to move quickly, so you're going to want to listen. But first, Holy Spirit, I know you're here. We felt you so strongly in this place already today. I know that in the room there has already been healing taking place. Addictions have already been broken. You have reseated and resealed the identity of so many of us in the room. But God, now we just, we coherently give you full permission to increase our capacity through leaning into the word. God, I ask that you would help us Grasp all that the Spirit wants to say. In Jesus' name, I pray. Let the church say, 
Amen. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's time to go. It's time to go. Let's buckle up. We're going to move quick. There are spiritual benefits of fasting. Number one, the first benefit, and there are many more than the list I'm providing to you, but this is just something for you to ponder, maybe something to encourage you to continue to fast, uh, maybe another week or start your fast this evening. The first one is sensitivity to God's voice. Sensitivity to God's voice. For those in the room that spent the last seven days fasting, could I get some kind of confirmation from you that, wow, you were kind of tuned into the spirit realm in a different way during today's worship service? Can I get some confirmation? Good, good. That's because fasting increases the sensitivity to God's voice and it just reduces the noise. Good grief, our world is filled with so much noise. And suddenly, when you find yourself hungry every day, when you find yourself craving sweets, cookies, ice cream, whatever it is that you are denying the flesh, you're reminding your flesh to submit to the Spirit. Suddenly, you just find that that's all you care about. You care about the fact that, that I really want those red fish. I mean, it doesn't matter what's going on in the Middle East, Russia, Ukraine. There are some pretty big problems in the world. But this week, my biggest problem was candy. And that's what fasting does. It allows the world to shrink just a little bit so that instead of me relying on candy to meet my need, it's a reminder that the only thing I need is Jesus. And so when that flesh starts to rise up, I can push it back down and surrender and say, Lord, you're the only, only one that I need. The only one that I need. And fasting allows me to hear God's voice more clearly. The next benefit, it increases the effectiveness of our prayers. If ever you feel like God is not answering your prayer or you're not seeing the return on the investment in your prayer closet, I encourage you to add fasting to that prayer. Prayer and fasting. I know that we've done it for a week in 2024, but it's actually a spiritual discipline that's meant to be deployed by the church regularly. Not just at the beginning of the year because it's a church corporate campaign, Fasting is one of the greatest weapons in your tool belt. It increases the effectiveness of our prayers. In Mark 9, there was a demon-possessed child. And his daddy brings the child to Jesus. Well, first he takes him to the disciples. And the disciples try to cast out the demon, and it doesn't work. So they take the demon-possessed child to Jesus, and Jesus casts out the demon. And everybody's like, why didn't it work when we tried to do it? And Jesus told the disciples, this kind of demon can only come out through prayer and fasting. There are some demonic, there is some demonic activity in your life. There are some challenges in your life. There are some lids in your life. And you will only find breakthrough in some of those areas through prayer and fasting. Now, for some of you, I could stop the sermon right there because that's the key that you need to get past the thing that you have been struggling with. 
prayer and fasting. This demon-possessed child. If you have a teenager in the room, And you have tried everything. And I say it jokingly, but internally my heart breaks for you because I get it. It's exhausting. You get angry and you feel hopeless. Have you tried fasting? Because we have an example in Scripture, Mark chapter 9, where someone's child was set free and delivered fasting Mm. the third benefit divine protection divine protection Lord needs it you know that you need that let me start over Lord knows you need that on I-35 divine protection Queen Esther did a three day fast she called all of her people to fast for three days so that she would have divine protection when she went before the king fasting does provide divine protection protection. So if you sense that your life is in danger, a loved one's life is in danger for any number of reasons, maybe they are maybe they are addicted to meth. And you know just at any moment they're going to OD and you have almost started to sever you've been preparing for their loss even though they're still alive. I encourage you to fast for the breakthrough divine protection. Your fasting may possibly set a hedge around your child. Divine protection. Fourth one, strengthens you to resist temptation. Fasting causes us to focus on feeding our spirit rather than feeding our flesh. Fasting helps resist the devil. The next benefit of fasting, there is deliverance from bondage that takes place when you fast. When you fast, oftentimes you will get set free from curses, demonic influence, and evil yokes that keep us bound in life. Isaiah 58.6 says, Is this not the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free that you break every yoke. How amazing is that, that God has given us a method to break bondage over our life. Nobody has to flinch when I say this. No one has to look like I'm talking to them, but if you're in the room and you're addicted to pornography, have you tried fasting? Because there is a tool that God has given us to break evil bondage in our life. The next benefit is cleanses the body and soul. Cleanses the body and soul. And Daniel, I love, I love that Daniel and the three Hebrew friends that he had, they refused to eat the king's delicacies. Do you remember this story? It's really good. And, and they refused to eat it. And then they go and they sit at the table and all the other people had been eating the king's delicacies. And the Bible says, it tells us that their features appeared better than all the young men who had ate the portion of the king's delicacies. They physically looked better because they had rejected the king's delicacies. So a benefit of fasting is that it cleanses the body and cleanses the soul. So I made a joke of, hey, your skin looks better. But guess what? That's biblical. 
That's biblical. The, the last one I want to give to you today, the last benefit. I still have five more pages of notes, so don't feel like we're getting out early. Reinvigorates our desire for God. Reinvigorates our desire for God. Have you ever noticed that the more sugar you eat, the more sugar you want? It's vicious, isn't it? It's like Coke, Coca-Cola. Just to clarify, maybe, maybe the other Coke too as well. But, you know, I, I used to be known as the fountain man at my local convenience store in College Station, Texas, because I would get, I, I'm really embarrassed to even admit this, but we're family. I would get, like, the 44-ounce drinks filled with Coca-Cola multiple times a day. Multiple. I, it was so unhealthy. I, the moment I walked in, though, and the guy behind the counter, who I had seen every day for the past two years, um, and I knew, knew the lady that worked there too, but the guy, I walk in and he's like, hey, there's the fountain man. I knew, I knew time was, it was up. I had created a reputation that I was not proud of. And so I quit Cokes at that store. I tried so many times to quit, quit Coca-Cola and I would get successful, and I would do water. I tried the Diet Coke thing, but that's straight out of the pits of hell. I'm into Coke Zero now. Coke Zero is my jam. But I would try to quit Coke, and I would do successful for a week or two, and I would start to feel a difference. And I would think that just a little bit of Coke would be all right. It's not. Once you get over it, just having a little bit like opens the floodgate of desire for coca-cola and you start dreaming about it and you salivate and drool as you pass the convenience store and then suddenly you don't mind the title fountain man and it's the same way with fasting isn't it as you fast and as you get a, a taste as you taste and see that the lord is good suddenly you want more and you see that it's, it's good for your soul and it's good for your spirit and it's good for your mind and for your body. And fasting just allows that desire to flourish. Now, if you are like any other Christian on planet Earth in the history of humanity, you have seasons where your Christianity, your relationship with Jesus feels very dull. Like, hey God, I've been praying. Are you even listening? Unbelief begins to creep in. Does, is he really for me? Can he really heal me? Is there even a God? The enemy will just very slowly cause this dullness to settle on our spiritual life. The fastest remedy I know is fasting. We feel like we have to fight and contend for more, to feel more of God. Just fast. Cut out the things in your life that have been consuming your attention and suddenly God steps in. Such a benefit of fasting. I want you to open your Bibles. I'm trying to determine where I want to go today because I've got a really great message. And I don't want to do it this service. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? 
man, this is a good sermon. Holy Spirit, what should I do? Okay, God says keep you here till three. Just being obedient. Man. So you were, I got so excited when you were doing offering. I knew the points that you were making and you told me the, the scripture, but I didn't, I didn't know that you were saying and talking about that David brought the threshing floor. I, got, I was over here and I was like, oh my God. And Carrie looks at me and she's like, what? And I'm like, David bought the threshing floor. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, I know. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, I'm teaching on Solomon's temple. And it was built on the threshing floor that David bought. And I hadn't pieced that together in my sermon. And like God gave me a, you know, like a head start, like a foundation. And now I don't have time to get to it. So you got to come back next week. Because listen, it's going to be powerful. Because there was a costly offering that bought the place where the temple was built that represented the pathway for you and I to come into relationship with our Creator. Will you stand to your feet? Can I get our worship team back on platform? If you would go home this week and read 1 Kings chapter 7. 1 Kings chapter 7. It talks about Solomon's temple and the pillars that he built. Um, you know what? We'll leave that. Thank you so much. Can we give it up for Ryan? It talks about the pillars that Solomon built. And we're going to break that down and, and discuss what that has to do with, with fasting next week. And I'm going to talk to you about the spirit of the swine, pigs. It's such, such a good moment. But I feel like the Lord is saying, I'm setting up a two-week experience. And it, we can't move on from the moment yet of what God has been doing in the room. Father, we come before you. God, I ask that you would just stir our faith today for, for individuals in the room who maybe didn't get in on the fasting. Maybe tonight is, is their night to start. For those of us who are on the tail end of the seven-day fast, God, I just sense that you're inviting some of us to go another seven days. God, I ask that you would give us the courage to be obedient. God, for those of us in the room who sense 
that 2024 has just been a whole lot of work, a lot of pressure, unmet expectations, goals that were unfinished from 23. It's more of the same. God, for those of us in the room that just need breakthrough, breakthrough in our careers, breakthrough in our finances, in our marriage, in our parenting. Holy Spirit, you're, you're in the room to bring breakthrough. If that's you, if you're in the room and, and you just need prayer for breakthrough, will you just raise your hand so I know who I'm praying for? Father, in the name of Jesus, every person whose hand is lifted. God, I thank you. And it's not by might, nor by strength, but by your spirit. It's by the spirit of God that is breathing change into the room, transformation into the room right now in the name of Jesus. God, those things that we have been contending for, those things that we have been chasing after, those, those battles that we thought were settled years ago are now circling back around to confront us again. God, we choose in this moment to surrender to you. In the name of Jesus, God, I thank you. I thank you for the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. There's someone in the room you have been struggling with an increase of mental confusion. I say increase because we all we all get like fuzzy brains sometimes. We all get confused. We all have those moments, those seasons, but it's been a concern for you. An increase in mental confusion, a lack of mental clarity. Who is that? I want to pray for you right now. If that's you, come on down. There's probably a few. Thank you. Can I get just some prayer partners, prayer team standing behind? Yeah, just make a straight line. Come on, team, let's sing. I need more prayer partners in the house. So if the Exchange Church is your home, you're a believer in Jesus, you believe in the power of Jesus, come and stand behind someone that doesn't have someone behind them. On this end, on the left, on the left. All you need is a mustard seed of faith. You don't need training. You don't need to be approved. Don't stop. Come on. We need your faith. We need your faith. Right 
say some things and I don't want you to take it at face value. I want you to put it in your pocket. In fact, do you have a phone you can record what I'm about to say? Okay, I tell you what, what, you know what you can do, Lisa? Find this service on Facebook, it'll be on there and I want you to re-listen to this. Alright? I want you to hear me now because something's about the shift in the spirit but it's going to make more sense to you as Holy Spirit unpacks it because I don't even understand the depth of what I'm about to say. I'm terrified, to be honest. There has been deception that has set up camp around you. This is the sentence I want, I want you to pray about. Okay? There has been deception that has set up camp around you. And God is bringing you to a place where even though you don't see what's inside the tent, you sense his leading through the wind. There's a gentle leading coming your way. Whereas you've you felt, why is this happening? Why are they doing that? What why can't I make progress in this or that? Like, you felt the effects of deception without realizing that there's deception 
involved. But God is about to bring you so much freedom, and that fog is going to lift. And, and let me just say, don't be afraid. The enemy wants to bring fear, like, who's betraying me? Who's doing that? That It's not about fear. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Your enemy is Satan, all right? He's the target, not a husband, a boyfriend, a child, none of that. Get that off the table. This word will not create division in your home. This word is creating life to your spirit. Father, in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I just lift up Lisa to you. Oh God, I thank you that you are bringing her to a fresh season. It's not stale. She's not going to relive the trauma. She's not going to continue to knock on locked doors. Oh God, I thank you. I thank you, God, that you are you're leading her. You're leading her for your glory. You're going to get the glory out of something in her life very, very soon. God, I thank you. We trust you, God. We trust you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lisa, I have to ask, does that resonate? Does that make any sense to you at all? It does. Okay. you so much. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just declare, God, that she will just partner with an increase in faith. Lisa, look me in the eyes. Any spirit of unbelief has to go in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Look, look me in the eyes, Lisa. Any spirit that is coming against Lisa, any evil spirit, foul spirit, in the name of Jesus, I command you to go. God, I thank you for the protection that you have around her. I thank you that rooted deep inside of her is a belief, a knowing, a sensing of her Father God. Unbelief has to go in Jesus' name. Amen. He loves you so much. Everyone lift your hands on the front row. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Can you all just look at me real quick in the eyes? Can I just tell you something? Your breakthrough is easier than you think it is. Your breakthrough is easier than you think that it is. You don't have to understand, like I said to Lisa, you don't have to see into the tent to hear the voice of the Lord in the wind. Okay? So you don't have to fight for clarity. You don't have to fight for confusion to go away. You know what you've got to do? Open up your hands to receive the peace of God. So that's what we're going to do. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we just posture ourselves to receive the peace of your presence. The clarity. Oh God, you are so good that you, you don't hide yourself from us. God, I just thank you for the clarity. The mental fog is lifting in the name of Jesus, not by our own works. It's not even in the prayer that we're praying right now. It's simply in this moment that we said yes to believe in a God who wants to bring a miracle into our heart. God, you've been preparing this miracle 
You knew it was coming since the, the second we woke up this morning. And here we are to receive it, Lord. We say yes to the gift of mental focus, clarity, understanding in the name of Jesus and trust. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, Father, your word says that we are to bring those who are sick into the church. God, we're to anoint with oil, pray a prayer of faith. And in the name of Jesus, those who are sick shall recover. So right now, God, we just declare that. In the name of Jesus, God, our faith, our faith steps into this miracle moment. In Jesus' name, I pray. In Jesus' name. God is good, amen. Carrie, do you have something you wanted to say? You sure? You? Next week is a great sermon. It's really good. I hope you come back. I hope you invite a friend. I'm just... Someone take a picture of these people in the front row. Will you take a couple pictures? Get everybody, not like portraits, just, just so I can see who it is. The Lord's calling me to pray for you this week, all right? Um, I don't know your name. Jeremiah, nice to meet you. Lisa, we're all friends. What's your name? Jordan. I have a son named Jordan. What's your name? Shauna. Nice to meet you. Shauna, Jordan, Jeremiah. I'm praying for you this week. All right. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for our time together. What a great day in the house of the Lord. God, I ask that you would go with us throughout the week. God, that you would continue to encourage us, to build us up. Let us step in this newfound freedom and healing that we have discovered. In Jesus' name, I pray. Let the church say, Amen. Don't forget to bring a backpack for the homeless ministry. We'll... Oh, hey. Hey. Y'all need, y'all need to eat tonight. Y'all need to eat some food. Bring sleeping bags. We love you guys. Now that you've been to church, go be the church. God bless you.